All right, we're going to be in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, 8, and 9. All right, the Bible says, But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. And the Bible gives a, a comparison here. For bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is, we can stop right there. That phrase, we have a promise of life now. That promise is from God for your life now. Nobody can touch that. There's nothing in the world going on that can touch the promise of your life now. And what I'm saying is that as a Christian, walking with God, you are untouchable. End of, the, end of that which is to come, which is heaven. There's no woe is me Christian life. Paul lived through persecution, but he didn't say, woe is me. He said, I glory. Amen. Amen. This is a faithful saying worthy of all expectation. Let's pray. Lord, bless this time. Lord, as we look in your word, thank you for uh, everybody, Lord, that you've used. Lord, the men and women, Lord, who, uh, Lord, that you used and maybe they fell away. But for that time, Lord, that they went at it. Lord, I think of Samson that judged Israel faithful for 22 years, and, and then he fell, Lord. But, Lord, I look at his faithfulness for that 22 years, and, and in the end, oh, God, you raised him back up, and his hair began to grow again. And, Lord, you used him, Lord, to conquer the enemies in the end. Father, you're not done with anybody. You've promised us life now, and let our life be lived for your honor and glory. Thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for that promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God has promised us life now. We don't need to fear. Uh, now, we can get into health and we get into all that, and the Bible does compare. He, he, the Bible gives a comparison, but only at an earthly measure. Because at this point, as a Christian, you should be living above all of that. You should know that uh, your physical life uh, lies in the hand of God. It's appointed unto man once to die and after that to judge. But there's nothing you can do to preserve your life. When you're walking with God, God directs and steers your path. You could try to everything possible. You can wear your seatbelt. You can use your turn signals. I'm saying everything I don't do. You, <laughs> you can eat healthy. I don't eat healthy. You can, you can do all those things and a big meteor falls out the sky and lands on your head. Amen. You don't know. You, you cannot avoid death. Death is appointed unto everybody. God is the one who sustains us. Now, listen, I'm not going to sleep on rocks. I'm going to try to live a little more comfortable. Get a, and any things that will help me better serve God, I'm going to do. Little, maybe a little uh, eating healthier. Help me uh, move better, amen, to serve the Lord. And that, that God says, use your discretion. And be wise as a serpent. And, and so on. But 
in our state, God has promised us life now. And he holds that in our hands. We don't need to fear this coronavirus. If it's your time, it's your time. If it's not your time, it's not your time. Amen? God holds because he's given you a promise. And God never breaks a promise. God says, refuse profane and old wives' fables. Now, this simply, I mean, we can get into all that, but what this, what comes to my mind immediately, being in church now for some time, you have people who they, they'll start uh, getting into the Bible and they've maybe conquered some sins in their lives. And then they'll start throwing some bitter, envying, uh, debating at you. Stirring things up, challenging you. The Bible says avoid all that. I don't need to sit and argue with somebody about the Bible. God's, this is God's word. It's not my word. You argue with God if you have a problem with the Bible. You don't argue with me. and Maybe you've conquered a sin that I haven't. Well, good for you. Good for you. But my time is yet to come. And maybe I've conquered sins that you haven't. But the whole thing is we pray for each other. We lift each other up. God says, I want you to avoid all that. You don't need to be getting into arguments and debating. And He said, just avoid all that. Avoid those things. Avoid it. And then exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Now, the first thing in most Christians' lives, you you think of godliness, you think of don't sin. But that is just only one characteristic of God, holiness. And what about the other thousand? We need to not focus on sin any longer. Listen, if you've been saved, you've been redeemed, and your your sins are gone. Now, we are to live in this bodily. We try to live holy and, and right. And when we fall, we get back up. We confess our sins. We get it with, right with the Lord because uh, th- that's for our relationship with, the, with God. Amen? But we're already his child. If my son does something wrong, uh, he's not cast out the family. No. Sorry, Dad. Son, I forgive you. I love you. I, mean, I want to forgive you. I want to share the blessings of our family with you. You're my child. God wants to share the blessings of heaven with us. He wants us to get things right. He doesn't want us to sin. And if you're saved, you don't want to sin. It's pleasurable for a season. But then you, you start reaping the, the effects, misery, uh, feelings of sorrow in your flesh, reminding you of, of you uh, what brought you to Christ. And then you wind up walking away from your sin anyway. You get it right with the Lord. And the only one you have to worry about is you and God. God wants to forgive you today. You've done anything wrong, just get it right with God. He'll forgive you. He truly will forgive you. True forgiveness. And he's the only one that, that you need uh, the approval of. When you got God's approval, when you got God that forgave you, that's all you need. That's all you need. Refuse all that other stuff. But the Bible says, exercise thyself. Now, I used to be a man that used to exercise, believe it or not. And uh, I used to exercise. Though. I, used to, I used to spend my days weightlifting and running. I'm, I'm running on the, 
uh, treadmill or running in the field or running, uh, lifting weights and, and all that stuff. And it was good. I mean, it, it made you feel good uh, physically and you were able to uh, show off your muscles and everything and, and you felt better about yourself, right? But God says, I want you to exercise now just as you felt then. Now you're going to focus on the inner man. Now I'm not saying physical exercise is bad. No, because the Bible says it is profitable a little. Bodily exercise profiteth little. There is profit in it. It's not a bad thing, no. It doesn't say it doesn't profit at all. It's a waste of time. It doesn't say that. It does profit. But our whole new uh, uh, motive now has to be something greater. Else you're living... Uh, and investing in something that's not going to turn any profit. There's a promise of life that now is. Good. But there's something else after. The promise of that which is to come. That's what we need to live for. That's got to be our main goal of exercising in. Not to survive here, but to invest in eternal treasure. God says, exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Rather unto godliness. Now, I used to be really into exercise. And a couple things I've learned. The first thing is you got to keep at it. You can, you can work out for 10 years nonstop. And if you stop for but a couple months, you lost everything you gained. <laughs> it's true. I've known people who used to be Mr. Buff. Now they're Mr. Fat. It's true. And everything they lived for at that time went away instantly. But let me tell you something. When you exercise unto godliness, you just don't store it up now. But you store it up in the life to come. And it never goes away. But within its own self bears forth fruit. It's a beautiful thing. It's something that we have the honor and privilege of taking part in. Exercise unto godliness. First thing, you've got to keep at it. Nobody sees results right away. There is a new pain to exercising. Unworked muscles. There's a pain to first starting to read your Bible. There is. We've got to keep at it. There's a pain to praying. Everything that's spiritual is against our flesh. Combining worldly things with the things of God will be easier for our flesh to take in. But God says he doesn't want any part in it. Keeping worldly things and spiritual things completely separate. We can get into that with the, with the Bible versions and the contemporary music movement. And all the movements of this world, remember the house of God, we minister unto God, not unto ourselves. God's word, God's music, everything ministers to God. And as we minister to God, it might be, uh, it might be resistant to you. It might be opposite to your flesh. You say, I don't like this. The spirit worketh against the flesh, the Bible says, and the flesh against the spirit. They're contrary. They'll never, ever be combined. 
They're completely separate. Completely separate. But if you keep at it, you'll begin to see through the eyes of God that he gives you. As you get into his, into his word and you exercise, you start seeing results. You'll begin to see from a heavenly outlook that separation. You'll be able to, again, you'll be, uh, be, able to, be uh, to begin to see your flesh and spirit. How separate they are. You'll see your, your spiritual man walking with God. And then you'll see also on, on, at the same hand, you'll see your flesh there opposing as if you're two separate people. You'll begin to see it. You'll begin to see and, and you'll, be, you'll be able to choose. You know what? I, I'm going to choose this guy today. No. Lord, I want to walk with you. I hate jumping on this road. I don't want it. It leads to nowhere. It leads to sorrow. It leads to misery. Lord, I want to exercise. I want to keep at it. And you keep at it, and you keep at it, and you keep at it, and then you see results. You start seeing results. You start seeing the spiritual muscles being built and, and that spiritual health being brought up. And it doesn't come overnight. It comes in time. And not only will you see it when you look into the mirror, the Bible says, of God's Word, you'll be able uh, to be a testimony to others. Others will see the difference in you. They'll see personality changes. They'll see uh, at once you got angry at some things, now you're not. You keep at it. Second thing, you eat right. Exercise, you got to eat right. When you exercise, you got to eat right. When, when I used to work out, I used to do some heavy weightlifting. My diet was everything I get my hands on. That, that's what my diet was. All the cal- I probably burned 12 to 16,000 calories a day. I mean, I ate, I ate everything I get my hands on. But I was eating right and not over uh, or terrible things, but I needed some calories. But you got to eat right according to what you're exercising. Eat right. You know, food is an amazing thing. And, and when you read the Bible, food has always been a part of uh, God's people, but it's also been a part of idolatry also. The heathen cultures worshiped food. The Bible uh, rebukes the people and says, whose God is their belly? People who revolve their life around uh, food or letting food control them. But food can draw in anybody, depending on what their appetite is. Now, me growing up, we grew up kind of like on hot dogs and beans type meals, right? So I'm used to kind of eating that, not anymore, I mean, getting married and all. Uh, my, my wife didn't play that when we got married. She's like, I'm not eating that. She said, that's, that's like poor white people food. I, my wife's Puerto Rican, so she, she wants the rice and everything else, <laughs> But hot dogs and beans, that's what I grew up on. Kind, You know, those hot dogs and uh, kielbasa and beans and ham and beans and uh, beans, beans, beans. And... But I was fine eating that. Now we eat a lot better, amen? Thank the Lord for that. But the food 
that's cooked can attract anybody that desires that type of food. We want to attract God in our life. We want to have the right diet. It's not about what we want to eat in our life. It's not about what um, we're attracted to, to eat. It's what God's attracted to. You know, you cook the right food, the Lord's going to come. You might want him to eat it, but he's not going to eat that. He's not going to eat the things of this world. God's very specific. You read his word, he's very specific in what he likes. Very specific. You cook the right things in your home, God's going to be there. You cook the right things at work, God's going to be there. And we need to partake in that. You say, well, I don't like those things. I don't like eating that. You will if you try. And the more you hang out with God, the more you're going to want to be like him. We keep our kids away from the wrong kind of kids, amen? Uh, sometimes it's hard to do, being in ministry and all, but we pray. But everybody, you know, you want your kids to hang out with, with the right kids because immediately they become like them. Who you hang out with, you become like. Man, we need to hang out with God. We need to spend time with God. Godliness is simply reverencing the character of God in your life. We think godliness is just not sinning. God is holy. It's true. And sin, the Bible says our sins have separated us, separated us between us and our God. And uh, thank God we can get things right with him. But there's so many more characteristics of God than holiness. God is love. To be godly, we need to be loving. We need to love people. That's one of the greatest things that separate everything on this earth. Everybody and God is love. Holiness is one for sure. That's the first thing we think of. But how about love? We need to love people. God is love. And when you hang out with God, you're going to start loving people. And then all the characteristics of love. Charity. The Bible says, charity suffereth long and is kind. It's not easily provoked. It, it, it doesn't uh, lift itself up. God is peace. Think of Moses on the mountaintop when he spent 40 days and 40 nights with the Lord. The Bible says the children of Israel just watched him. And he went up and up and up and up. And then he passed into the, through the cloud. And above the cloud, that's where he met the Lord. Nobody could see him. They got tired of waiting for him, the Bible says. And that's when they, they got Aaron to make the golden calf. But Moses was up there. He didn't rush God. He was at peace with the Lord. He was spending time with God. Godliness is reverencing the character of God in your life. 
Do you crave God? Do you, do you want to be like God? Most of us just want God to solve our problems. And that'll never go away. That'll never go away. These passages are talking about something different. It's talking about exercise. One thing I know about getting in shape is that there's no machine that does it for you. Remember those old videos with the, the big fat people with that big belt just vibrating their stomach? <laughs> and they're there sitting on these machines eating chicken wings, donuts, and this big fat machine just moving their fat. They didn't do anything for them. Nothing. When I was, uh, I think I was 10 years old, I seen a commercial, one of those infomercials. It was this, I forget what it was called, Abflex. It was this plastic thing, and you put it on your stomach, and you just went like this with it. You could have been 800 pounds on the couch using it. It promised to give you a 12-pack. It promised. Ripped abs. But it never did. It never did. One thing I've learned, you got to exercise. It doesn't come on its own. There is nothing instant when it comes to exercise. The old saying, no pain, no gain. Exercise The Bible says, thyself, rather unto godliness. Start reaching forward and looking for godliness in your life. Start striving for it. Start reaching out and, 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 and seeing in, uh, some characteristics of God that you can grab onto and say, that's my next goal. God, I need you. I want to be like you. I crave you. I carry your name. I need to represent you now. Would you help me? Would you be my coach? Would you cheer me on as I start exercising? Two things I learned. Keep at it. Keep at that exercise. You're not going to know the Lord outside his, his word. Start learning the characteristics of God and keep at it. Eat right. Eat right. Eat what God eats. Begin to create an appetite for yourself of the food that God wants you to eat. Start turning your life towards being a Christian, representing the Lord. For bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is. When you exercise in the godliness, the Bible says it's profitable unto all things. There is nothing greater. There is no greater life than a life lived for God. And it's something that we all can do. Despite of who you are, despite of your strength, Despite of your circumstances, this is something that all of us can partake in.
you're saved today, God says he wants you to be like him. Godliness, yes, holiness, but it's also all the other characteristics of God. Find out what they are in his word. Eat right. Start exercising unto godliness. Keep at it. Don't give up. Allow God to bless you. And you'll begin to see a turning point in your life. As you look into the mirror of God's word, you'll begin to see results. You'll begin to see the separation between your flesh and spirit. You'll begin to see the, that uh, the transformation, how God starts turning and shedding the, the things that have been affecting you all this time. You'll begin to see that, the, that spiritual fat uh, burning off and the love of God shining through. Let's pray. Father, help us, Lord, to keep at it. Help us, Lord, to begin to exercise. It's not going to happen on its own, Lord. There's a lot of commandments, Lord, you, you have for us. We need to grow. We need to be profitable unto all things. Lord, we need to uh, exercise unto godliness. Father, help us, Lord, to have that separation between our flesh and our spirit and help us to walk in the spirit that we may not fulfill the lusts of our flesh or keep us close to you. Help us to grow, Lord. I pray, Lord, you keep us at this time. Father, I pray you give us the power, O oh Lord, by the Holy Spirit of God to be a soul winner for you. Many hurting souls right now, Lord, many people living in fear. Now's the time to open our mouths about the gospel. Give us the courage and boldness, Lord, be soul winners for Jesus. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. Gospel Light Baptist Church.